Welcome to the Dublin City Public Libraries and Archive podcast. In this episode, Liz Darcy talks about conserving the Wide Street Commission maps. Between 1757 and 1851, the Wide Street Commission had a major impact on the development of Dublin, transforming it from a medieval city to the Dublin we recognise today. Dublin City Archives hold the Wide Street Commission archives, comprising maps, minute books and architectural drawings. Recorded in front of a live audience at Dublin City Hall on the 24th of August 2016 as part of the Dublin City Archives Heritage Week programme. Ladies and gentlemen, our next speaker is Liz Darcy and Liz is a a very talented paper conservator with an MA in conservation of fine art and paper and she runs her own company, uh, Paperwork Studios. She is an accredited member of the Institute for the Conservation of Historic and Artistic (coughs) Works in Ireland and a member of the Irish Professional Conservators and Restoration Association. She's worked on numerous heritage projects for a variety of different institutions, including Dublin City Archives, and her talk today is going to provide an insight into the intricate work involved with the conservation of Wide Street Commission maps. Thank you. Thanks for that introduction. I don't really need to say anything else about myself. I think you've covered it all. Just to say, as a paper conservator, I specialise in well, it's self-explanatory, but only paper objects. So my aim is to conserve and preserve anything paper-based. It's not officially restoration because I'm not trying to make them look brand new. I'm just trying to stabilise them um, and preserve them. So I work on anything from maps like you'll hear today, um, archives, documents, watercolours, prints, drawings, um, to three-dimensional card <coughs> models um, uh, I had the privilege last year of working on one of the original proclamations which is actually in the exhibition downstairs here as well so it's uh, a varied job and I absolutely love it so the maps that I'm speaking of today I've been conserving a selection of these maps almost every year for I would say maybe nearly 10 years and they're the Wide Street Commission plans, all dated from 1757 to 1849. And I would take a selection of these maps per year. I'll show you the condition that they come to me in in a few minutes. I conserve them, then they go back to Dublin City Archives and are placed in secure storage there. They're also digitised so people can view them. What I'm going to do today is talk about six maps that I've very recently treated and they're in very, very poor condition. These are part of another selection of maps, but these are probably in the worst condition. When they come to me, they're all rolled up. They've been rolled for years. Um, You know, the, the oldest, I think, is 260 years old. So this is an example of how they, they arrived to me. So really, you can see from the image, if somebody wanted to come in and view that map, you know, it really it couldn't be touched, it couldn't be opened. The thing about paper when it's been rolled for a long time is it wants to stay rolled. Um, it's called paper memory. So even as you try to unroll it, it tends to roll back in and any tears that are present are going to tear further. Um, so this is just before it was treated and it was just very, very gently unrolled for the photograph and it's held down with weights there. Um, and it's, it's a good example of of how they come to me um, to be treated. So as you can see, um, 
this map, this is actually of Gloucester Street. Um, there's no date on the map, but it's within that time period specified. It's extremely discoloured, has a lot of surface dirt. The bottom two sections on the bottom left are actually separated completely from the map. Um, I've just placed them beside each other for the photograph. It's very, very torn and there are some sections missing, which over the years is bound to happen because they are very fragile. They're being unrolled and rolled and handled. Um, and this damage is, is going to occur to a lot of these maps over the years as they are being used. So the treatment is, is very similar to all the maps, but it's cleaned. And in this image, I have cleaned the left-hand side and the right-hand side hasn't been cleaned yet. So it just shows a good example of the difference between once I start cleaning and it starts to become clear what's actually underneath all that dirt. And it's, it's a nice process to go through. It's a nice process to start with because it's very visual and you can see the maps cleaning up. It's obviously a very delicate process. The maps are mainly pen and ink and body color. So a lot of those pigments would be sensitive to any kind of treatment or moisture. In actual fact, a lot of the colors have remained really strong on the maps and probably because they have been rolled so they haven't been exposed to light too much so it's lovely to see the colors actually brighten up under that dirt as you're cleaning so as you can see the cleaning process has started there cleaning basically consists of um, very small pieces of white eraser um, and sometimes i would use a smoke sponge which is like a a chemical sponge just to very gently lift the dirt off the surface and once all that dry cleaning has been done um, I then use damp cotton swabs and just swab the surface and um, I'll have a few photos of that later to lift off any kind of soluble dirt. A lot of objects that I treat I can actually wash in a very large um, sink I have in my studio which surprises a lot of people but it's very similar to kind of washing your clothes. The dirt washes out, and if I check everything beforehand, check nothing is soluble, um, a lot of times the pigments don't wash out and the, the soluble dirt washes out, but these are actually very, very sensitive to moisture. So the, the furthest I can go with wet treatment is just to swab them with cotton swabs, and that just very gently lifts the dirt off. And actually in this photo, this has just been dry cleaned, so it hasn't been swabbed yet. So it will actually clean up a little bit more. This is an image of the tear repairs treatment to this map. And um, I suppose, you know, a lot of you will have come across archives and documents that have been repaired with sellotape, um, which is, you know, really damaging to, to paper. Um, so what I use, what paper conservators use mostly is Japanese paper to, to sit over the tears and that is tiered with wheat starch paste which I make up fresh before each treatment. And this method is very complementary to paper. Um, I try and pick a Japanese paper of similar weight to the original paper. Um, and it has very long fibre so it bonds really nicely and uh, repairs the tears, helps them sit back together. 
um, and it's also most importantly all reversible and it doesn't age badly there's not no damage going to occur to the paper as it ages as these tears are on it, these tear repairs are on the reverse of the paper so that's a small corner of tear repairs on the reverse of the map um, and this is the, the reverse of the map and all the tear repairs that were done you can see on the uh, right hand corner and um, there's kind of larger pieces of Japanese larger strips of Japanese paper and that was to reattach those two sections that had become separate from the map so slightly larger just to hold them all together and on the right hand side I don't know if you can see on the right hand side the large piece of, of um, white paper is an infill so this is the two sorry there are two pieces of white Japanese paper so these are the sections that were missing so what I've done is placed a piece of Japanese paper on the reverse then turned it around and basically trimmed some more Japanese paper to fit exactly into the space that was missing and this makes it much much stronger um, so there's no no danger if someone picks that map up of tears going any further in these areas of loss and then uh, this is the after photo so this is after treatment and it's placed then into a mylar sleeve so this looks like a plastic like a poly pocket as such it's actually um it's an inert polyester and it actually helps preserve the paper so when they're stored in dublin city archives in their their strong room they're all placed in these mylar sleeves so you can see through the mylar sleeve to see what's in it but also the map can be picked up by using the mylar sleeve so it's not being handled directly so if someone did actually want to see the the actual map rather than the digitized image it can be handled without touching it you can turn it around see the reverse see the front and there's nothing in in these sleeves in these mylar sleeves that will cause any damage to paper in the normal plastic sleeves there are uh, gases and acids that actually migrate from the sleeves into the paper and will cause them to degrade over time whereas this will actually help preserve it so it looks identical to plastic but it's not it actually helps preserve it and then just to sum up this is the the before treatment and then the after treatment in one mm. image so you can actually see the bottom left and the two pieces that were separate are still slightly darker than the rest of the map they were both cleaned to the same extent but because they were exposed to the air because they were looser they had slightly more ingrained dirt in them and also you can see the areas that have been infilled the areas that were lost um, I've left them a neutral off-white color because again I'm it's conservation as opposed to restoration so I'm not trying to hide um, any areas that were previously lost you know not not trying to make it look new it's basically to stabilize it all so that it can be handled um, and viewed and it's back in a, a strong stable condition um, it's also been pressed after it's been cleaned and repaired and infilled um, it's pressed which flattens it out and it can be left um, pressing for several weeks if necessary um, which 
removes that memory in the paper of it wanting to roll back up so then it can be stored flat and viewed. So that was the first map that I treated. And the second of six, just in this section, again, this is how it came into me. This is before treatment. So the top is it, as it was rolled up. Um, it had been stored, stored rolled up for a long time. And this map is of uh, the area of Trinity College and College Green. And it's dated 1784. And there was an inscription on the map surveyed by Thomas Sherrard's 1784. Also on the right hand side on the front of the map, if you can see in the image, it had a list of each property and who lived in the property. So very, very useful for researchers, I'm sure, who are researching this time period in the properties. Um, this is a good example on the image of the reverse. On the lower right, you can see um, someone had attached sellotape to, to this map. Now, it is damaging to paper, but at the same time, it kept the pieces together. So, you know, they stayed together and then could be treated by me at a later stage. So that was one benefit. But if the sellotape had stayed on the paper, it actually can cause it to degrade over time and could cause more damage um, to the paper bonds. And the paper then just becomes more fragile in that area. Um, also, as you've probably seen in old pieces of sellotape on old documents, it discolours very badly and it becomes very orange-brown colour um, on paper and that becomes ingrained in the paper and it's really, really difficult, almost impossible to remove that staining. So um, just a word of warning, which you probably all know already, don't use sellotape no. <laughs> on anything important. So the treatment of this map this is this, the swabbing, damp swabbing. And you can just see the dirt that's come off the map onto that cotton swab. It's not a very nice picture, but necessary. So before the swabbing, this again was dry cleaned, surface cleaned um, with various types of erasers and sponges to remove the surface dirt from the surface of the paper. After that, um, it was treated with water and damp cotton swabs to lift off the remaining soluble dirt on the paper. And then tear repairs, this is the reverse of the paper. And you can again see the Japanese paper tear repairs that have all been um, cut or torn to size to fit over the tears exactly. Um, and the damage section on the right hand side in this image has slightly thicker Japanese paper just to hold it all together. Um, and then this is the, the before and after. In the before picture, which I forgot to mention actually, you can see the right hand side of the map has a very, very heavy surface dirt. And again, that, that was the end that was exposed when it was rolled up. So that tended to get dirtier than the rest. The rest was slightly protected by the fact that it was rolled, but the very, very heavy ingrained dirt all settles on the exposed piece, which was on the, the right-hand side. Um, so it cleaned up really nicely. I think particularly the lower part of the image where you couldn't really see the streets as well have cleaned up so it can be viewed and examined. The areas that were missing have been infilled tears repaired and again this was pressed and it then went into the mylar sleeve 
for storage in Dublin City Archives and would be uh, photographed as well, so um, it could be viewed digitally. Um, so that was the second map. This is the third map that I treated. So uh, the, the one advantage of this map, if you can call it that, was it didn't have as much surface dirt as the previous maps, but you can see it was very, very badly torn, really, really fragile. Even unrolling it to view it um, when I first picked them up was very difficult. This is a map of Townsend Street from 1802, an inscription on the reverse read Fleet Market Year 1802 as a description of the map. And also on this map on the right hand side, you can see on the image of the front, um, was a list of the properties and their prices. So again, probably very valuable to someone researching this area. Um, but as it was, before treatment, it couldn't be handled at all. Um, in fact, you know, the tears running into the centre, if they tore any further, it would have been in uh, even more separate sections than it was already. Um, the image of the front on the lower left, you can see the top left and the left side, both sections had separated completely. Um, they were separate from the, the main piece of the map. And as you can see, there are you know, a huge amount of large tears running into the centre of the map. So very, very fragile. So again, this was very gently relaxed out so I could uh, get to work on it. Um, and then it was surface cleaned on the front and the reverse using different techniques. Um, so all the surface dirt was removed apart from the very ingrained dirt. And then um, the tears were repaired, similar to the, the previous maps. These tears were quite extensive, so I did some work on the light box for some of this uh, map. And the light box really just allows me to see through the map. So if tears on a piece of paper are very old, they tend to not line up very well together. So to ensure that I was lining up every line or inscription um, or drawing on the map, um, the light box allows me to see through it and I can very gently line everything up to the way that it should be. Um, and the picture on the right is the wheat starch paste that I make up to use as an adhesive with the Japanese paper. Um, a lot of techniques in paper conservation come from Japan because that's where it originated. So you've heard me talk about Japanese paper, the wheat starch paste is Japanese, the brushes I use are Japanese. They really are the, the masters of, of paper conservation. So conservators in the rest of the world would tend to follow their techniques. You know, they're absolutely perfectionists, so great conservators to follow. So that was the tear repairs, letting them settle. Again, another image of tear repairs drying. So the picture on the left is because some of these tears were so long and they'd been torn for so long as well, they needed to be pressed gently. So they've been repaired on the reverse and then these weights are placed on top of them just to ensure that they flatten down nicely and line up together nicely. And then the image on the right is all the tear repairs and the infills on the reverse of this map. 
you can see the Japanese paper extends out beyond the original border of the map. So this is very much during treatment. These uh, repairs are then trimmed at the edges, but just to ensure it's only the Japanese paper that's trimmed. It's never the original paper of the map. Um, you know, we keep every single, as you can see from that image that's on the left-hand side, that's before it's been trimmed. Every small little um, piece that's sticking out is kept just to ensure I'm keeping every original section of the map. So the Japanese paper is then trimmed at the edges. And then each map is pressed, as I've mentioned previously. And another Japanese technique is used um, for this. We use a dahlia sprayer, which is just a very, very light mist. We mist and humidify the paper and just let it very gently relax out. Then it's placed between boards and weights are placed on top of it. And it can press anything from a day to a few weeks um, just to flatten it all out nicely. And as I mentioned, remove that paper memory so it doesn't want to roll back up. And so this is the before and after images. And you can see where it's been infilled again. I haven't tried to hide these areas, um, but it's all back in a stable condition. All the tears have been repaired. It's back as one piece. And again, any treatments that were used will help preserve it. None of these treatments will actually damage the paper. So then it went back to Dublin City Archives in this condition. The next one is a map of uh, Fleet Street and Bank of Ireland. Um, no, I don't have any exact date on this one, but this is as it, as it was before treatment. This one, unlike the previous ones, was very badly mould damage. So at some stage, this had come in contact with moisture, um, a damp atmosphere, and it had a lot of uh, mould on it. So I don't know if you can see, there's kind of dark spots running across the lower centre. These are all mole spots. So if this had been left without treatment, the mould can eventually just eat into the pigments and the paper um, and can cause literally holes to, to occur in the paper. It literally eats right through it. So it was very important as well as cleaning and repairing to remove all the mole spores from this this map. So it was surface cleaned very, very gently because it was very soft because of the moisture damage. Um, so the surface of this map was a lot softer than the previous maps. So, you know, as with them all, but a little bit extra, I had to treat it very, very gently when surface cleaning to ensure that I wasn't removing any of the pigments or um, affecting the surface of the paper. Um, so it was very gently surface cleaned and then Woodside ensured it was cleaned and all the mould had been removed. It was again repaired with Japanese paper and um, the areas of loss were infilled. So this is an image of the front and the reverse during the tear repair and infill treatment. And then this is it after treatment. Again, it was pressed um, once it had been cleaned and repaired and stabilized. So you can see the difference between before and after that it's nice and flat. You can still see the staining that was left 
um, that was caused by the mould damage that was ingrained right through um, from front to back of the paper. Um, so I went as far as I could with treatment, but obviously I don't want to damage the paper at all. But most importantly, the, all the mould spores were completely removed. And the fact that this was going back into a, a dry, um, stable environment where the temperature has been monitored would help ensure that you know no other mould spores were going to grow and no further damage was going to occur. The, the paper was still quite soft, so it still has to be handled very carefully, but again, it was placed in the mylar sleeve, so it doesn't need to be touched or handled directly. It, it would be protected in the mylar sleeve in Dublin City Archives when people need to view it. And this is a fifth map that I treated in this section, and this is Hawkins Street, Townsend Street from 1800. Um, again, this is by Thomas Sherard, the inscription on the lower right on the front, by Thomas Sherard, 1800. And this slightly differed from the others in that it was paper attached to canvas with edge tapes around it. And you can see the reverse was extremely dirty, very, very heavy surface dirt. And again, much heavier surface dirt in the section that was rolled to the outside and was exposed to the air. So the thing about canvas backings is that they attract a huge amount of dirt to the paper because of the open structure of the canvas. So it's usually, unless it's of inherent importance to the paper, it's usually removed as a way of getting to the back and then the backing is replaced with a paper backing, which doesn't attract as much dirt. And the edge tapes were removed. In fact, they were almost falling off it anyway, they'd all become loose as well. And another interesting thing about this is you can see, hopefully, the holes in it. This wasn't insect damage, it just seems it was poor handling at some stage. I don't know what was done to it, but all these large holes running through it occurred at some stage or other during its lifetime. So these were causing it to be generally weak as well. Um, the structure of the paper wasn't as strong because of these holes. So again, this was surface cleaned, and this is just an image of during treatment. So the right-hand side has been cleaned, the left-hand side still has the surface dirt on it, so you can see that it, it was cleaning up nicely, and it, it cleaned up very well. So this is the top images are the before treatment, and the bottom images are the after treatment. So. One aspect of the canvas backing was it had one inscription on it. So I cleaned that and kept it so it's stored with the map. The inscription reads Dublin Society Maps 140 Fleet Market Year. The year has degraded off it, so the year is not it, but we know it's 1800. So that inscription from the canvas is retained with the map and in actual fact the original canvas backing was handed back to Ellen um, in the archives in case they wanted to keep it with the original map and the edge tapes were also handed back. So again this was cleaned, repaired, the holes were infilled which you can see from the image on the left they're slightly lighter than the original paper. It was pressed to flatten it and it was lined with a full sheet of Japanese paper so this replaces the canvas that was on it and it's a nice clean way of 
strengthening the, the paper as opposed to the, the original canvas. So it was handed back in a nice, clean, relined condition. The final map, which I'll speak about, is uh, this is quite a long map. It was 900 millimetres, 90 centimetres long. And this is of uh, Sackville, Gardner, Temple Street, um, Summer Hill area, and ins an inscription on the reverse read Summer Hill. Um, this was quite unusual in that it consisted of layers of paper attached together. There's maybe three, four layers of paper. And I'm presuming this was done originally, but it's quite hard to tell. So I didn't want to remove any of the layers, but a lot of them were delaminating and uh, sections were missing. So once it had been cleaned, which again was quite a tough job because it was very, very heavy surface dirt. Um, and this is an image of the cleaning. So the top left is a cleaning test patch. So this is me initially just cleaning to see how much dirt is going to come off. And you can actually see through the gray dirt, a nice green and red color coming through. So I knew it would clean up quite nicely. The bottom image is the reverse of the map. And this is the second cleaning process, which is swabbing with damp swabs, um, where I just place a piece of blotter beneath the sections, swab it. And you can see the dirt that's come off onto the blotter and the swab and the blotter underneath the map. It was just very, very soluble dirt coming off this map. So it was quite a long process to remove all the dirt from this map. And then, as I said, there were layers of paper. So I wanted to reattach all those layers back together. So it was a matter of lifting some sections that were loose and pasting with wheat starch paste through the layers from front to back. Um, before then um, executing the tear repairs, which you can see on the reverse in this image, and also one area of infill to strengthen up the map. I didn't infill the pieces that are missing at the top and bottom edge because the paper was very, very heavy and there was nothing to attach the in infill to. So I left them as they were. Um, so again, this is the before and after images um, so you can see how heavy that, that surface dirt was on that map. It was really discoloured, very, very hard to see. Um, and it, it cleaned up very, very nicely. I would have liked to have gotten a cleaner, but that, that was as far as I could go with the treatment. But again, all the images were visible, all the inscriptions were visible, so it could be examined. As with the other maps, it was also pressed to flatten it and then placed in the mylar sleeve storage and they all were obviously stored flat as opposed to rolled so that uh, no further damage would occur so that was the that's the final map I'm going to talk about just as a little segue it's something which made this job a little bit more exciting was that um, the RTE show nationwide contacted me to ask could they film me working um, one of whatever project I had coming up or something I found interesting so I suggested this project and contacted Ellen and Mary in the archive and checked it was okay with them and they very kindly agreed that um, Nationwide could film the process of the conservation of these maps. So um, it was a little bit of added pressure 
but <laughs> um, it was it, it was also exciting, I suppose, to work along the way. And Ellen was brilliant. She uh, she filmed with me when I was picking the maps up and dropping them off, and did some interviews. Um, she can see her in the top right corner there. Um, and uh, they also came out to the studio during the process and filmed me working on some of the maps as well. So um, that made it more exciting, even though I thoroughly enjoy working on them anyway, but it was a, a little bit added extra. Um, so that's, that's basically the process from start to finish. You know, I work, as I said, I work on several of these uh, most years and it's a job I really enjoy doing, particularly, I think, being originally from Dublin, um, living in Wicklow now also, but being originally from Dublin, it's interesting to see the maps and how the streets were planned. Um, and it's interesting, um, or it's a privilege, I suppose, to have, to be able to help make them stable um, and secure and accessible as well. So I will leave it at that. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Dublin City Public Libraries and Archive podcast. To hear more, please subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also visit our website, dublincitypubliclibraries.ie, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter.